Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hey everyone, thanks for downloading the podcast. You know what happens on a Friday. Here it is. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hey, it's Friday, so it's time to recap with everything we loved or hated this week. Getting to know is an institution of learning, ladies and gentlemen. She is the Brisbane girl who became the most inspiring story of the Olympics this year. To become a legend, you have to beat a legend. Australia win gold, Ariane Titmus. And we spoke to her live from quarantine in the Northern Territory. Once I finished, it was more a relief than anything. But then now we're stuck here in um, Tower Springs, so it's not like I can... Home with my family, my friends, um, celebrating. I've got to do this two weeks of quarantine first. Arnie's gold medals made her worldwide news. Titmus with a huge upset. But it was her coach Dean's dance moves that made him go viral. And he's a coach Dean Boxall. He is going crazy. The contemporary version of Laurie Lawrence. <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. That's what it means to coach an Olympic gold medalist. When she called through this week, I learned she's happy not to be training with him at the moment. It's pretty funny. Every morning, all the coaches are up doing their Humping. exercise together. <laughs> Dean <laughs> found a, uh, a giant rock, and he's using that as his weight to do, you know, tricep right. curls and bicep well, curls. And I'm kind of glad that I'm a bit further away from him. I need a break. <laughs> Fair enough, dude. He'd be a, he'd be a bit intense. Yeah, let's tell him what would, to do for what. I also learned that she might be the fastest swimmer on the planet, but she's happy to lose a race from time to time. We have, like, a pool in our backyard, and my dad, he goes, OK, let's do four laps up and back, which is, like, probably three strokes. Yeah. He's busting his guts, and one time I let him win, he's like, yeah, fully, like, loves it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't tell him you let him win. He'll be devastated. Tips for parents. Homeschooling. How do you do it? How do you do it well? Classroom in her own living room. All right, let's be completely honest. Homeschooling last week sucked big time. There are some things online classes can't replicate. But we're very lucky because our little darlings went back to school this week. The morning school drop-off, a welcome routine after more than a week in lockdown. To celebrate, we thought we'd play a little round of kid or co-worker. Kid. Is this real life? Co-worker. Who is this crazy gringo and what is he talking about? People are working from home and also everyone is trying to homeschool as well. It's impossible. So I'll give you an example, okay? I said, do not eat the snacks. And then I turned around and they're pouring a whole bag of popcorn in their mouth. Is that co-worker or tiny human? Well, I would say that's well, definitely one of your children. I would say that was a co-worker. I would say uh, that's Matty Acton. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let's just say I learned you know some weirdos. This particular person, whilst I'm on the phone, speak jargon at me, trying to distract me whilst I'm doing it, knowing full well that it's a very important phone call, and then they'll start randomly throwing their hands in the air and everything they possibly can to get my attention. I'm going to go with co-worker. I'm thinking co-worker as well. I'm going to say kid. It's the kid. It's the oh, kid. Stabby this particular human likes to leave presents that poke up from the toilet and face you. Mm. So someone doesn't flush the toilet. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's it. Xander's abandoned for that. That is 100% your kid. I'm going to go with co-worker. I'm going to go with co-worker too. I'm definitely a co-worker. Oh. No. 
This person leaves things in my bloody car space every day. In your car space for where you park? Yeah. I'm going to go with kid because you sound like you've got kids around everywhere and they leave their scooters where you should be parking. It is. Oh, oh, it's so annoying, isn't it? Andy Lee is a man that doesn't need an introduction. But we'll give him one anyway. Andy Lee, he is a huge fan of the show. Just ask him. Hey, Maddie, Stav, Abby, great to be back on my favourite show. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> we called him up Wednesday for a chat and I learnt he's part of a band. Excellent! Yay! Normally, catch up with my brother we play music on a Sunday. Still dreaming that you might be a rock star. But um, we've done it for, for probably 10 years and since where everyone's in lockdown, we decided to, to do the most... Uh, video conferencing, which has its own challenges. It's harsh, some of the comments. They're like, Andy, your brother is so cool. And you're like, yes, I get it. <laughs> like he, and you're like, he's always the cool one. And even his sister's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've had that for many, many years. My brother is uh, the front man of our band and I play trumpet. I don't know what the... <laughs> you know, they say the bass player is the least cool member of the band. Yeah. That doesn't take into account brass players because <laughs> it goes it goes front man, lead guitarist, drummer, bass player, uh, lighting guy, roadie, first person in the audience, and then trumpeter as far as your chance to pick up. And the trumpets, they go. And he might be one of the coolest people in the country. So, how exactly did he come to play this very uncool instrument? I started mine in grade three. Mm. So, um, I picked up the trumpet because uh, the cool kid in the year above played trumpet. <laughs> Someone you so looked up guy, to. There was a guy called Bernie Chuck, who was like all the girls love. Uh, it turned out they didn't love him for the trumpet. They liked him because he had, you know, it was really tanned, excellent at sport, and uh, also his parents are rich. You know, if someone goes, oh, hey, I'm going to sing a song for you, or, you know, come to my house, here's my guitar. Like, if you ever just gone, you know, I'm going hey, to do a trumpet solo for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't serenaded too many people with, you know, the last post. <laughs> Hang on, babe, I just got to drain my spit valve. Hang on just a sec. <laughs> I've actually never tried it. Next time, I'm going to just put some candles out, and as she gets up there, uh, I'd no plan. <laughs> just ring something for I'll you. I'll make you love go. to you <laughs> if you want me. <laughs> Gee, that's pretty good trumpeting. <laughs> that's what I've learned this week, and you can catch up on everything again with the podcast. Download the listener app now. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. How did you move it, move it? How did you move it, move it? How did you move it, move it? How did you move it? I'll put my hand up and say that I did lose my mind slightly uh, over the last two weeks. I made the decision that I wanted new outdoor chairs for my house, and then it consumed me. And I became a little bit obsessive, where to the point where every time my wife was like, "What are you doing on your computer?" I was looking at chairs. You're cute when you're decorating. You got to get a hobby, man. It, well, I mean, I know this is your is hobby. hobby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and my issue was, well, especially then, then we locked down, and I was still looking at chairs. And the thing about chairs is, you really can't buy it without sitting on it. You know, but I was like, I just want them. I want them. I want it done. I want to stop thinking about it. Um, and I was close to just like deliver, deliver, deliver. No, I need to. I need to sit on it before I buy it. And I'm lucky that I did. They're like of, husbands. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because uh, the one that I did want, I ended up sitting on, and it wasn't comfortable. So I had to change my. Had to pivot. 
But I managed to get them. Mm-hmm. And I can sleep again at last. Um, until the next thing. <laughs> until the next thing, I look around and go, like, you know oh, what? Please, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I can sleep. Uh, but I went. I found a place, and actually, first place I found, they were quite expensive. And then I did a bit quick Google, got them for a third of the price. Ugh. Yeah, well done, fine. girlfriend. Thank you. I love that when you hide in the corner of the shop mm. and you look for the same product and you see the salesperson coming for it, you're like, oh my God, put your phone away. But I don't. I show them now and go, hey, I can get it cheaper. Can you match it? Oh, mm. no. Men are terrified. Oh, of doing and then that. it saves you a trip. They go, no, I'm not going to be out of it. Go, no worries. You, you, no? Yeah, no. You, would, you, would, you would never haggle on price, would you? You, no. just, you don't haggle on price, but the shop nah. assistant knows that. Nah, when it's a female, she goes, I get it, sweetheart. We, yeah. we get away with it. We just, we hide. We run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I pay more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good for you, overcharging. Here, have 10 bucks. Um, so I found a warehouse. It was only 12 minutes away from where I was, too, which was sweet. And I found them there for, yeah, a third of the price. Uh-huh. So then I went a bit crazy, and I only wanted six, but I thought, well, if I'm getting six for the price I was going to get, I'll, I'll get 10, right? <laughs> Do the whole house and have them all matching. Have them all match so the inside is outside and the outside is inside. Ties the whole house together. Uh Amazing. You got free ones. I did get free ones and I still made money, right? Mm -hmm. So I get 10 of them and I said to the saleswoman, I said, look, um, and my car was parked outside. I said, what are the chances of getting them in there? You asked her. Yeah. She goes, well, I don't know. I said, no, I I think we can. I think we can. You haven't got a big car. No, well, it's a Suzuki. It's pretty spacious. You can take a lot of stuff in a Suzuki. Um, and I was like, I want to get them home. I'm not waiting for delivery. I can't go I can't go home and sit there for seven days looking at the chairs that I've been looking at for the last and three we weeks can't, driving me mad. Because we have to live no, here. No, I know. For, and they I said appreciate they were coming that. on this day and they're not yeah. there. Oh, guys, i got to go. i got to yeah. go because I've got to be there. Yeah, got to go. He's going to be here between nine and five. <laughs> um, so I was like, no, we're getting them in. So took them out of the box. Well, they, they, which was nice. <laughs> they took them out of the box, and I had me and two other blokes, and we're like going, put my chairs down, moving the passenger seat forward. We get eight in in the back, and he's oh, like, "That's good, yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah, good, spacious." We get eight in, and then the guy goes, "I don't know if we're going to get the other two in. Whereabouts are you?" And I said, "I'm in Baden, but that's besides the point because I'm getting these two in." And where were you buying them from? Uh, I was in um, sort of Nunder way. Oh, yeah, you're not going back. Not going this back. This is a one trip. Yeah. One trip. Thing. So, what, one yeah. in the passenger seat? One in the front seat? One in the. Uh, well, so I pushed the passenger seat like back. Like one in the back seats? No. No, the back oh, seats were gone. down. They're gone. They're yeah. gone. They're okay. full of chairs. They're right. full of chairs. Yeah. Can't see out the back window. Uh, so, I put them in the passenger seat upside down. Yeah, it was very much like Tetris, just putting it all together. Mm. Um, but when I put them into the passenger seat, I he said, Get into the driver's seat so, so we can see how you go. <laughs> so I get into the driver's seat, and there's a chair leg that's like I had to put my head back, and it was just just still pressing against my neck. And he goes, "How are you?" I said, "I think I'm good." <laughs> like a carjacking. Yes. Like yes, someone was beside yeah, you with an arm. <laughs> Take me to the airport. And I was like, "I'm sweet. I, I, can, I can make it." So drove home the whole way, pretty anxious, just mm. waiting for any sudden stop. And I was like, "Oh, um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good." It's quite dangerous. He died amongst the things that he loved. <laughs> his chairs. And I think, yeah, and, and obviously not condoning it. If I got pulled over, it was probably an unsafe life. But um, not the first time I've done that. I remember when I moved house with a mate of mine years ago, we had a mattress and we were taking it to the new house and we didn't have any rope. So we went over the story bridge with both our arms out the window, holding the mattress onto the top of the car. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, look, you back before dash cams, that sort of stuff you could get away with. Mum was always dodgy with the surfboards. When uh, we went down, Hubby's like, just put the surfboard. I was like, so where is it going to go? 
And he goes, well, we'll just go right, right from the back. This is when we had a little oh, car. Yeah. Mm. So it went over the back of me. Mm. And he goes, can you just duck down? So I'm like, I'm driving to the Gold Coast, <laughs> duck down with the surfboard there. He goes, yeah, you'll be fine. I always love how you see a boot that's half open mm. with something. Mm. And, you know, it's been tied down with those, like, stretchy yeah. cord <laughs> things. Ocky straps. Ocky straps. Especially it. when you see dodgy um, uh, yeah. refracts. Like, you know, it's like, oh, has anyone got a rope? Have you got anything? Yeah. It's like but, when you're driving behind something and it's like, this is final destination. This is all going to come yeah, off and straight through my windshield. But. How did you move it? Jordan in Springfield. How did you move it? Uh, we're moving a house at uh, Springfield to another property and uh, we ran out of space in the ute and had another uh, double mattress left to go and we only had a mate find AXL sitting out the front so we thought, well, why not? Chuck it on the roof and let's go. <laughs> Was it bigger than the car? <laughs> What's that? It sounds like that would be bigger than the car. Like It really over overlaps it, doesn't it, really? Yeah, well, it definitely does, and it doesn't make it any better when you're driving along and the front's flapping up, trying yeah. to slow you yeah. down. Mm. So I'm guessing you had the windows down and ratchet straps through the actual car up over the top. Ratchet straps through the car and then uh, mate's brother in the back holding the boot up with his hands on the back of it. <laughs> as long as someone got those ratchet straps, um, pulled on them and went, yeah, that's not going anywhere, then you're sweet. Oh, if you don't do that, it's it gone. comes off. It's gone. I, when I showed Ethan, taught Ethan how to use ratchet straps, I said, if you don't do this at the end, you are guaranteed to lose your load. So I said, say it, and we're not going. <laughs> Jerry in Sunnybank Hills, where'd you move? Hi, a uh, roll-top desk on the top of a Mazda car. What's a roll-top desk? A, roll, a timber roll-top desk. Oh, there's ones that, like, oh it, like a bread down. basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What With number Mazda? A two, a six? Um, oh, just a four-cylinder thing. Yeah. Three. <laughs> three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you have roof racks? No. No, of course not. No. Would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> the losers. My dad used to put roof racks on everything. The cars <laughs> in the dump yeah. put roof racks on And uh, any, any strapping and the thing holding it down? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we tied it down with the ratchet straps, of course. Yeah, yeah, but, not, yeah we went idiots. from, yeah. I don't know, over the north side all the way back over to Sunnybank. Mm. Yeah. Carrie's not a monster. She had some duct tape on her. <laughs> just, just lucky there's no bridges. Yes. yes. Yeah, the story bridge with the mattress so we had to was go under. Epic. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 nothing like a will we fit. <laughs> hey, Jacob, uh, calling in from Tin, Tin Can, Can Bay. Bay. You're, you're listening on, on the listener app, are you? Yeah, mate. Yep. Good on you, legend. Oh, um, a lot, lot of stuff happens there in Tin Can Bay. Um, oh, yeah, heaps. Yeah. Wild <laughs> stuff, loose stuff. Mate, how did you move it, move it? Uh, so we had to go to Bunnings to pick up a bedroom door and uh, had a little forward laser. So we had no straps, so we got the duct tape it. To the roof. <laughs> Duck tape. Duck tape. So did it? Okay. Did you make it? Yeah, we made it. Yeah. How many lot round, Like how many times around did you go with the duct tape? Uh, a few. A few. Yeah. What I like about yeah, I had that. Had to pull over and re-secure it. <laughs> 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 Rinse break. The best part about that story, though, Jacob, is you knew what you were going to Bunnings to buy. Like you knew yep. you would. Right. Yeah. 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 One of those things, I suppose. Didn't so, prepare. I'm telling you, if you go to Bunnings on a Saturday mm. and just loop the car yeah. park, there are people, every second car park is like a 19-year-old guy mm. and his mother trying to fit <laughs> something that clearly is not going to go in that car. <laughs> like, that's all you see. There's real power. I turn up in the year and go, you guys want a head or what? Yeah, someone no, said to Scotty <laughs> once. I do. Someone yeah. said to Scotty once, yeah. going, 
which way are you going home? And he goes, not your way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I have to guy this guy who's obviously a, um, uh, a mechanic mm. uh, apprentice. Yeah. And he had a uh, Mitsubishi Mirage, and he was trying <laughs> to put like an eight-stack big toolbox in the back of it. Yeah. And I said to him, that's not going to fit. He goes, I know, and I'm really hungover. <laughs> So do you want me to take it? He's like, please. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. So you should see the toolkit he's got home now. Yeah, Matty, Matt. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. And I'm going to the match tomorrow night. It is a big match against the Pies. This is the one that uh, got called off for COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was supposed to be a home game, and then this is the like rescheduled one. Yeah, Brisbane Lions. Saturday, 7? 7- 7.25. 7.25. Yeah, against the Pies. Um, but I, I got a call uh, yesterday saying, hey, would you be able to help us out? So they didn't even know, like the Lions, mm. what is able to happen. They're waiting, obviously, on uh, the government to make a decision of how many people are allowed to go, whether events are going to go ahead. So they didn't know until last minute that they're going to put on a function for their sponsors and the important people, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And they said, would you host it? And I was like, Ooh. yeah. And she's like, what? And I was like, well, my only concern is... Is that when I go to the game, I'm like a full supporter. <laughs> so I wear all my Lions things and I wear my scarf and I wear my, you know, flats and I wear full, full merch, which as you do. Mm. But it's a corporate event. So I can't wear that. So, yeah, because I've never been into a corporate room yeah, of, yeah. like, football. It's, it's a strange thing. Because they wear like, suits pretty much, yeah, don't it's they? Like business attire yeah. for it because they're all important people. Yeah. And, and then you get that one guy who's never been in there either and he just wears, like, a button-up <laughs> Hawaiian shirt and then he goes, wow, I've got a mistake. better quickly tuck this in because <laughs> well, this is serious. But even if you're going to see some of them in their everyday clothes, it's like seeing a principal at the supermarket. Yeah, yeah. Like, it actually looks out of place mm. if you're seeing them. So I was like, well, I have to dress up, but then I've got to walk around to my people <laughs> and then I'll be dressed up. And I just don't know, do you ever look at those people quite strangely that are dressed up in high heels at a footy game? Mm. I, every time I've been to a Broncos game, I actually look for them. There's the girls who are dressed right up mm-hmm. in heels, full face of makeup, their hair is done. Are they normally the girlfriends of the players? Uh, well, no, no well, they're, they're out in the crowd. Uh, well, that's going to be me. And, and I, want... I always think sometimes you're allowed to because don't you just presume that they're going out after? That's what I wonder. Yes. I go, are you going somewhere or have you come along as a first date and you're pretending to like football? Or are you a side chick of a player? <laughs> in the crowd with a random... <laughs> yeah. Mate, they're in the, they're in, they're in the bleachers. So. Well, you say about first date, though, because I wanted to go to the game and we haven't got a babysitter, so I said to Scotty, I'll go to the game. And he goes, oh, but I was going to go with my mates. And I, and I was like, oh, and he goes, and I promised my mate that I'll go. And I said, oh, okay. So, but I'm going to go, but I can still take your mate. So I'm going to go with someone who's mate for the first time all dressed up. Oh, here we go. You, you're taking Scotty's mate with you yeah. because Scotty can't go. Yeah, because he promised him the tickets. <laughs> she's, not, she's not hosted nothing. No, she's got nothing on. No, no, no. Nothing no. Of, this is what I always wear. I always he's a friend of mine too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet he is. I bet he is, yeah. No, he's a friend yeah. of mine too. Yeah, yeah, yeah good friend. Who's his, I'm friends with his wife. Oh, and he's yeah. taking his kid And that makes it worse. He's taking his kid and I'm taking my kid. Well, get used to it. It's like every other second weekend. <laughs> you guys should go to Maccas as well so they get used to their meeting point. <laughs> All right. We always do something fun with you guys. It's great. Not like the other house. It's good to come if we can get a babysitter. <sighs> yeah. yeah. But you can't. There's no babysitters out there. Oh. <laughs> That's impossible. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Charlie Cameron. Something out of nothing. What about that?
Brisbane Lions take on Collingwood tomorrow night, 7.25 at the Gabba, rightly so. Mm-hmm. From the Lions, Charlie Cameron, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Now, th- this is a reduced reduced capacity, and I believe the Pies have to fly in and fly out that day rather than stay around. Do you guys need to get a COVID test a few hours before the game still? Um, it's 24 hours, so if they do a COVID test, 7pm uh, tonight. Right. Do you get used to it? I've had a couple of them and I gag every time. Are you like now they just shove it in and take it straight out and you sweep? Yeah, you just find out which one's the best one. Um, normally the, the bloke goes before you, you find out who's the best tester. And then you go, <laughs> who's oh, the so most gentle? Who's the most gentle? Ge- oh. Isn't there someone from the Lions who still vomits every time? Uh, Joey Dano does it. Um, does it before game. Yeah. He vomits in, in the bathrooms. Oh, I thought just from the disgusting. COVID test. Yeah, right. Oh, no, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> Why does that? Does he smash down like a KFC zinger box and then want to get it out before the game? What does he do that I for? Think so yeah, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> disgusting when you see it after the game. There's vomit in the shower. Oh, <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> you can't you can't play on a full <laughs> stomach, and if you're hungry, you, nah, you... I think yeah, that's his pre-game routine. Yeah, right. That's okay. Each to their own. Once you're on a roll. Yeah, that sucks though, doesn't it? You do something once and you win a game, you go, oh, well, now I've got to do this every time. (laughs) How is it? Because you guys were sort of um, in your bubble in uh, over in Perth and we did see some epic videos of you guys trying to get um, Dude Perfect. Mm. I saw some pretty ones there. Uh, But you actually had the time to hang out quite a bit. Yeah, we had a bit of time in um, Joondalup Resort. Then we uh, relocated to a hotel, so... Um, it was pretty sad that we had to go to a hotel because there's not much to do there. But yeah, the boys made most of their opportunities outdoors, um, playing basketball and um, tennis and soccer and everything like that. Yeah, the, the dude perfect thing is the trick shots that they were all doing. They were bouncing a basketball off about yeah, four or five different them, things. Took them about like an hour, I reckon, to get the perfect one. But yeah, Mitchell was the... The video guy, so he was there filming the whole time. Are you, are you going to incorporate that into the game and like kick it off the stadium, bounce off one of the poles off the umpire and through the goals? Or <laughs> I think they'll probably do that sometime soon. <laughs> the guys were talking about like what you learnt um, about your teammates mm. when you guys were there, and you got dobbed in by uh, Zach Bailey because apparently they've never seen you eat vegetables. Oh uh, yeah, I don't eat vegetables much. I try and eat a little bit, but here and there I will. But yeah, I think that if that was a lie. <laughs> so, what do you mean you don't eat vegetables? You're a, a, a no, sportsman. I do, I do eat. I do eat a little bit, not too much. So. Chips don't Other count, so. Charlie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, chips. <laughs> so you've just never liked them your entire life. You've never liked veggies. Nah, never liked veggies. There's only certain few. Yeah. Which one's your favourite? <laughs> Just probably broccoli and zucchini. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're not too bad. Choice. If our kids choices. are listening to this, turn off, turn off. <laughs> <laughs> but the gre- usually you wouldn't get greens. You, usually if you say what do you like, people will say corn or potato. But to like the greens is yeah, interesting. Nah, greens, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Hey, I, I wanted to ask you because it it, it shouldn't need to be posted a- anymore, um, but it, it unfortunately constantly is. And talking about some... Horrible racist comments that were made um, by an Adelaide Crows player. And Eddie Betts, who is just a champion of the game, um, was asked about it. And he's just been a huge campaigner for uh, First Nation people. And he, he broke down even being asked about it. And this was him. I've been dealing with this my whole life. My mother has, my father has. And it's tiring. Um, you know, it, it hurts. It's draining. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it actually really hurts, to be honest. I, I'm starting to get emotional. Um, just just talking about it here, uh, everything that's happened over the last 48 hours to 
to the last week. You know, it's been it's been hard, and I reckon I just need everyone to really go on a journey to start educating, to start those conversations. You know. And if I think if anyone sees it online, stand with Eddie Betts, it is worthwhile uh, watching and and learning about it as well. And the one thing that stood out for me is that it's not up to people um, of First Nation to stand up for it. It's up to every single person to call it out. Is there anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah, obviously, um, I played four years with Eddie and I've seen um, firsthand what he went through, um, dealing with racism, how it affects him and his family, um, young family, and obviously it's taken a toll. Um, now with him trying to stand up and uh, talk about racism, um, it means a lot to him to try and stop the fight. And if we he can keep talking about it and uh, bringing it up, um, we can stop the fight. Mm. Uh, well, buddy, we're looking forward to uh, seeing you take to the field this weekend. Tomorrow night, 7.25 is the game. We've actually got some tickets to give away if people want to get on the phone right now. 13.10.60 is our number. Um, real pleasure, buddy. Good luck tomorrow night. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Thank See you. Later, mate. Good stuff, Bye. buddy. Uh, Brisbane Lions are ready to be uncaged. Uh, we're the pride of Brisbane town. We're wearing maroon, blue and gold. It's this Saturday. Go the Lions. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Well, move over, Tracy Grimshaw. Move over, Sherlock Holmes, because, Maddie, you were doing some investigating and it started <laughs> us on a journey uh, about the song Eagle Rock and the obsession with people doing the eagle drop. Place, no matter where you are or what the occasion, you've got to come out, drop the pants. I've always done it, but I've never known why I did it. Right. So I went and did some research okay. into how it started. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Before I reveal the research that I have found, do you know how the Eagle Drop started? So I grew up in Canberra and it was done in all the bars and cups by all the military men. I grew up in New South Wales and I'd heard about it and seen it before there. I thought it originated from, you know, the expression rock out with your sock out? Oh, yes, well yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Got something to do with UQ. I think, like, it was like a social club there and when Daddy Cool was playing at, like, an, like, a uni event, the boys all dropped their pants. There is a pub in Brizzy that I know it's in the rules that for, like, 10 seconds before and after the song, you're allowed to have your pants down. Oh. I went on a date at day on the green and Ross Wilson was a warm-up act doing that song and I heard the song and went running down the front and dropped my jeans <laughs> and started dancing. <laughs> the guy that I was with knew nothing about it. He was like, what are you doing? I said, oh, that's because you're from Sydney. You don't know about it. But in saying that, I've also done it at the regatta twice and not got kicked out. Right. So did you go on another date with him? No. No. <laughs> so you only dropped your pants once. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yes. Wouldn't that be obvious? You'd just be like, come home. <laughs> as soon as you walk in the door, hey, let me just set the mood. Uh, yeah. You might be playing it all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris joins us on the show. So our claim is that we're actually the Mining and Metallurgy Association and the rock outside our building is Eagle Rock, oh. where it was first done. I did uh, mining engineering at uh, University of Queensland, mm-hmm. and then I'm looking at my pair of uh, maroon satin Eagle Rock mama boxes uh, that were given to me as a graduation present. They've got merch. Good to know you yeah. still got the boxes. Do you actually wear them? Uh, no, I don't no, actually no, wear them. Pants uh, down now, mate, are they? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. <laughs> So we investigated for a full week. We got nowhere. That was a real shame. Mm. Next, we'll hopefully get our answer. We speak to Ross Wilson. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I think the first 
first time I learned about this was year 11. We were at a party. I'd taken a six-pack of West Coast coolers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Having a good old time. Uh, Eagle Rock came on. song from Daddy Cool. Mm-hmm. All the boys dropped their pants. None of us knew why that was a thing. We just did it. Um, and then I was on a Zoom meeting for a, a wedding over the weekend. Everyone did it on there. And I thought, I'm going to research this. Mm. We've been trying to get the answer to this. Who actually started the phenomenon? We cannot get an answer ourselves. So we are going straight to the source itself. Ross Wilson from Daddy Cool. Oh, good morning. Yeah, I, I can't claim to be the source. I mean, I wrote the song, but I didn't invent the pants drop. You which didn't. I call, the eagle, I call it the eagle drop. Yeah, The eagle drop. Yes. So you you guys formed the band in the 70s. Um, yeah. When you were performing this song, when was the first time you knew about the, the drop? Well, it never happened in my presence mm. ah. that I was aware of. But I became aware of it when I was painting my kid's room about 20 years ago. Yeah. And, uh, and there was newspaper on the, on the floor. So, and something caught my eye and I stopped to have a drink or something. And, and I was reading this article in the discarded newspaper. <laughs> and it said uh, that uh, two soldiers in Townsville had been charged and convicted of lewd behaviour. Oh. And... The punchline was, in their defence, they said, but, Your Honour, we always do that when they play Eagle Rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. my God. That's great. Right. What's that? You know, and then I started, and that was the dawn of the internet, too. So I yeah. started to kind of look around a bit, and I found out that it was a thing. Mm. And, and, and it seemed to be... From various places, it was like it's big in military colleges. Yeah, we've, we've heard that. Yeah, it's big with like rugby teams in certain areas, and it spread right across the nation. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's also a rumor that it might have started in Mount Isa. Oh, oh okay. that's another where rumor. They started, which is also <laughs> where they started the "No Way Get uh, 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 oh. for the Angels," which makes know? yeah mm. sense. So who? who is there any more with the Mount Isa, or you just believe that there was a pub there that did it? Just, it's possible, you know, that somebody did. I mean, crazy town, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, we've even heard throughout our investigation, Ross, that um, there are pubs like the Regatta where they have a rule there, and it's written on a wall somewhere in their terms and conditions that you're allowed to have your pants down for the ten seconds before Eagle Rock. And then you have ten seconds after to get your pants up. Well, they've got they've got a similar rule written in the red room at the at the university mm. here at UQ. Yeah, yes, yes, they do. Now I played there, and uh, it's like rule number eight or something. It says you know patrons are not to be ejected if they drop their pants to the wow. song. Wow. Have you ever got a call? Nine, they, but they must replace them at the yeah, finish after. of the song. <laughs> that means that if someone ever gets charged for it, it's like they need to give you a call and say, hey, can you just say that you were playing there at that time just to, to cover it? <laughs> yes. It did happen one time uh, in my presence. We were over in Western Australia and, and uh, playing in a pub and these guys, I think they're from out of town, and they dropped their pants. And the security guy, who was a real big guy, went over to get them, you know, and toss them out. And our keyboard player was going, no, no, don't. It's okay. It's okay. And there was this conflicted look on the, mm-hmm. the uh, security guy's face. He's going, what? Uh, 
I'm not. I'm not supposed to throw. He's like he was completely thrown that he wasn't supposed <laughs> to throw the baseball. Yet. <laughs> wow. It's been covered by the um, by the Wiggles. I wonder if it happened at that concert. Well, I hope not. No, that'd be a bit traumatic for the children. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to request a plate at my funeral. <laughs> well, no, a lot of people do have a plate at their funeral. I get, I get, um, you know, texts from people. You know, that was my dad's favourite song. We played at his funeral and. And all that. So, yeah, wow. you know, it's, it's suitable for all occasions. By the way, you haven't mentioned it. It's 50th year this year. Yeah. Yes. Yes. At this time, 50 years ago, at exactly this time, it was number one nationally. And it was there for like 10 weeks. So wow. I wonder if now we, we haven't been able to get the origin of it, but the fact that it is the 50th anniversary tour, I wonder if we should get some sort of campaign going again, Ross, where we make heaps of people download it, get it back to number one. Uh-huh. Radio stations then yeah, have a- to put it back on high rotation. Mm-hmm. And, and then would have to drop their pants. Yeah, yeah. and you got to come up here and play. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'd love to. You know, I actually played at the, the UQ, and they were going to have the world record pants drop, but the uh, dean or whatever got uh, wind of it and told them they couldn't do it. So we just did it in the red room. Oh. And once again, and you can't just, when I do that, you can't just play it once. They go, play it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could do like Suncorp Stadium or something times. here. I'm, I'm liking all of these ideas. <laughs> the only issue well, we've got is, that'd be great. Yeah. we've got the borders, we've got the border issue at the moment, yeah. but we'll, we'll go away, Ross, and we'll work on something. Well, we might do that when I come up in October for the tour. We could have it happen then. Mm. It's so Australian, isn't it? That dropping your dax is going to bring Australia back together again <laughs> across all borders. Well, I'm kind of proud of Australia for coming up with that. <laughs> well, Eagle Rock's 50th anniversary tour, all the dates, um, and to buy your tickets, go to rosswilson.com. .com.au. Well, I'm looking forward to that. All right. <laughs> Great to talk to you, mate. Thank you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Throughout history, mankind has achieved the impossible. Time is not absolute. Creating electricity. He's alive! He's alive! The moon landing. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for man. Cloning a sheep. A lamb called Dolly was cloned in Scotland. And created a platform to argue about almost anything with anyone while sharing bikini pics on holidays. Are you talking about the internet? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay, cool. The time has come for mankind's next impossible achievement. Can we pick a number between one and one million? Yesterday, I was standing at the front of Suncorp Stadium and I saw all the statues there. And I thought, look at all this space where the statue will be erected of the person who picks this number between one and one million. Would you put him close to Wally? Like, where would you, where's the location for them? Oh, or do we move Wally back? Is what I think Wally would want to be moved. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because up and say, this achievement is so big mm. and it's going to be such a rich part of Brisbane's history that I think the statue might move itself. Yeah, I, I, yeah you're right. I, I kind of feel sorry for all the Olympians returning home because everything that they've done and everything they've accomplished will just be forgotten mm. after this yeah. takes place. You know? Ariane who? Yeah. Yeah. Tit something. Tit, 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 you always remember that bit, don't you? I never forget that. So, 
It's simple to pick a number between 1 and 10, but can it be done for 1 and 1 million? This is going to change the life forever for the person this morning who has been chosen. Sarah in Upper Caboolture. Hey. Oh, it's such a hype up, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Ready for your statue? I am. I am. Are you, uh, do you know, like, what you'd want to be wearing as your statue? Oh, probably my birthday suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could be holding something if you want, though. Oh, a glass of wine. Oh, look yes. at that. There we go. Just picture In her. all her glory. <laughs> right beside you. Yep, you can just grapes in if you want. Just exactly. Yeah. Are you holding the glass of wine up in the air? Um, Drink it. Drink it, I reckon. Yeah, definitely yeah. definitely drinking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God, yeah. I hope don't you... Wanna, don't want to drop... Don't want to drop... No. I love it. Man, I hope you get this number today. <laughs> All right, here we go, Sarah. This is going to be your greatest achievement in life. What do you okay. believe the number is between one and one million? I reckon it's 199,000. 199,000. I like that. Nice round number. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, any reasons why? No, I had so many numbers going through my head, and that's kind of what came out. So. Mm. Okay. <laughs> it's been generated by a computer program. The only people who know, and they've been sworn to secrecy, uh, is our producers. Is the number 199,000, which means Sarah from Upper Caboolture will be a nude statue beside King Wally? I like that number too, Sarah, but it's not the number. Oh. Oh. Still, we should on. get that statue made, I reckon. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Redraw. Yeah. Redraw. Redraw. My favourite word when I'm at a raffle. Redraw. Tell you what, yeah. Sarah, if you want your statue that bad, mm. how much time you got? You just start at one and start counting <laughs> until she goes, I'll yes. just keep calling. Yeah. <laughs> good on you. Have a great weekend, Sarah. You too. Thanks, guys. Good stuff. All right. Uh, there we go. Not today. We'll play it same time uh, next Friday here at B105. Staff, Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby and Matt on B105.